As a result of the continued spread of coronavirus, many of us have found ourselves under a prolonged lockdown. A lockdown we weren't given much time to prepare for mentally or physically. Throughout this mini-series, we're looking at a number of different ways COVID-19 has affected our bodies. And today, we're looking at sharing space. This is Your Body Under Lockdown. As always, I'm joined by Tony Lawless, holistic health coach expert, owner of QuantumFlowPerformance.com and author of Quantum Flow Running. Tony, what does sharing space have to do with COVID-19? I think we are all being forced in from a lockdown perspective to share our space with others. Um, people that we love, people that we care about. And I suppose there's a little bit of pressure on us when we're sharing that space for long periods of time. It's uh, not like a holiday, even though we've been forced to lock down and become a little more sedentary. Um, there's fear around and there's stress and tension around. And we're sharing space with people that we love. That So we're trying to impress them potentially. Or maybe you've spent a long time in a relationship and you're gone beyond trying to impress them all the time. But it really is important one way or another that we are at least compassionate and understanding to not just our own feelings and, and a little bit selfishly looking after just ourselves, which we're used to doing for maybe long periods of the day at work where we run our own diary and, and we have to make sure that we get certain work tasks completed. Whereas when we're at home and we're sharing space, and whether that's with adults or other children maybe even, um, it's important that we react well and we are considered that they're also sharing space and that their routines are also under pressure, that they have changed and they're trying to cope with lockdown as well. It's not just all about us. It's a, a far less selfish approach today and that's kind of really where I want to come from with sharing space. Do you think that we're now showing vulnerabilities or sides of our personality that maybe the people that we're living with haven't actually seen before? I have no doubt because once you remove your comfort zone, once you're taken out of your comfort zone, then um, all bets are off. You start to act differently. You'll start to form different habits. Um, Other people may not be appreciative of those habits that you're forming from one way or another. Um, They may be getting on each other's nerves and that sort of thing. And we've got to be aware absolutely of, of how we're performing. So it's almost like being on an interview. Um, well, did you make it through lockdown? How did you get on with your partner? Um, was it a very positive experience or was it a very negative experience? And how did you cope with your children? What did you, you know, what did you do to entertain them? How did you look after your children and your children's moods? Because they would be less inclined to be caught up in the whole COVID-19 event. They may not be as stressed and they may not even understand why they have to be in lockdown and maybe not able to go out for a swim or not able to get out and see their friends. So we have to become their best friends. And it's important when we share space that we try and be each other's best friends and each other's mentors, if you like. When we are dealing with the lockdown, I imagine that we all deal with it in in slightly different ways. How can you understand the ways that other people that you are sharing space with are managing the lockdown and is there a way to sort of integrate into how they're managing it or should you be trying to just get through it yourself i would always go for looking after yourself first i know it sounds a little bit selfish but the reality is when you start to look inward into yourself and how you're behaving and uh, what you're doing and the thoughts that you're having more than likely other people are having similar thoughts. So you're more inclined to be uh, in line with what they're thinking as well and what they're going through. 
Now, maybe they're going through something um, a little bit before you're going through it. So we go through these different stages of lockdown in at different times. And that comes back to because we're all individuals and we all have slightly different personalities. And as you said there earlier on, we're all dealing with it in a slightly different way, in a slightly different timeline. But either way, we are all going to feel the same similar sort of range of emotions. So if you can connect with your own emotions, and really that's what this is all about, is becoming emotionally self-sufficient. Being able to look after your own emotions and control your own emotions and not wanting or needing somebody else's approval to make you feel good. So it, it's it's not a selfish approach. It's a... Uh an approach that takes you first and then your emotions can have and your the way you are dealing with the lockdown can then influence in a positive way potentially and give you more understanding of the people around you. Yeah, I, I think it allows you to lead from the front. So you can turn around and somebody and say to somebody, well, look, this is what I'm doing. It's working for me. And I think you should try it because I think it would work for you too. That's much easier to do and you'll get a much better reaction if you approach it in that way, rather than trying to turn around and point the finger at somebody and say, this is what you should be doing. I was listening to this and somebody said this, and this is what you should be doing. So if you approach it from understanding it yourself first and implementing things for yourself first, then you become a little bit of a role model. Because more than likely, others that are in your space will start to say, well, gosh, they're coping fine. I wonder what they're doing. Or maybe I'll just copy what they're doing. And so you become the role model rather than the dictator. And that's really important from uh, connections in a, in a small space. When you are sharing space, do you think that you need your own personal time? Uh, do you think that you should be uh, maybe giving yourself a little bit more time or should this be um, a moment that you are, I mean, you're sharing the space, but a moment that you're going through together? Is this a a team or is this an individual moment? Well, I think teams are made up of individuals. And so the individual goes and practices their job. And in this case, if we go and we take time to practice controlling our heart rate, practice our exercises, then we're going to be in a much better position to hold space for other people. So, uh, and then we become part of the team and then we start to encourage each other. But the team has got to start with an individual or a group of individuals. It only becomes a team through a set of shared experiences and shared goals. What are some of the problems that we might find when sharing space with others? Well, the the biggest thing is trying to almost feeling like we're on show all the time, that we have to perform all the time, that we have to be entertaining and funny or we have to have a little bit of drama and create some action somewhere along the line. There's got to be continuous communication and we can run out of, of things to say very easily or meaningful things to say and then we start just getting bored and then our mind starts to wander where we start to pick out faults. And we were talking about that again in the last episode where we start to just focus in on other people's negative faults. And this becomes our line of communication. We don't even realise that we're doing it, but we're just saying things and doing things for the sake of it. So we need to be really, really aware um, of of what we're saying. What's the emotional state or um, the physical state that we should be in 
you know, con- consistently through the day uh, when we're sharing space with others? I think the best place to start is in from a neutral perspective where you're neither really, really energised and high up, you know, with lots of energy because that can be nerves can do that sometimes. You know, unfortunately, you'll find sometimes when they get people get into a nervous situation, they can laugh a lot. But that's but they are actually nervous and they're releasing nervous tension in the same way. Um, we can walk into quite a, a, a negative space and even though we're laughing about the negative space, we're nervous about that. So it, it's important to be in neutral and not necessarily to bring this heavy energy of either negative or positive into a space, into an area. I think that's the big thing. We need to be aware if we're going into somebody else's space to share somebody's space, to first be in neutral and see what what sort of a position they're in. How are they feeling? Rather than coming in and drowning them out, we want to see how they're feeling. And then we can start to help them if they need a little bit of help. I would imagine from experience that it can be quite easy to be uh, to be affected by other people's emotions and that you can then take on their, uh, maybe in, in a certain case, maybe a negative uh, outlook. How do you avoid that? It's only through practice that you can really be aware that other people are influencing how you're feeling. And what I would suggest is that you've got to realise that if you're picking up some sort of negativity from somebody, then what you'd say is, well, look, that's their current thoughts and how they're feeling right now, but it's their stuff and it's not mine. And just because they're feeling like this doesn't mean that I should feel like this. So you don't necessarily have to buy into how they're feeling and accept how they're feeling. And that really is back to emotional self-sufficiency. Understanding how you're feeling, being aware that other people are entitled to feel the way they want to feel, but you don't have to feel the same way as them just because they're sharing space or you're sharing space with them. And so if you come from a neutral perspective, then you're not really buying into that really high positivity where it could be just nervous energy or that real low negativity either. You're maintaining that neutral space. Are people entitled to feel stressed, to feel negative emotions? Do you think that somebody in one space, let's say there's one person who's quite positive and another person who's quite negative, should the positive person be trying to change the negative person? Uh, like, where does where does that sit in it? I think as soon as you start to try to change somebody's mood, then you're probably going to find that there'll be resistance. You know, I would always go along the lines of being... It's better to understand somebody's mood and to let them express their fear or express whatever problems they're facing. And then once the individual starts to talk about it and feels that they've been heard and been listened to, then they're more inclined to realise that, well, maybe it's not such a big event as I thought it was in my head. And so as soon as they express it and they see that maybe, well, we don't quite have that negative reaction towards what they're saying, or you can turn around and say, well, yeah, I felt like that a few days ago. Then they're more inclined to come down themselves. But you can't just turn around and grab them by the shoulders and shake them and say, just come on, snap out of it, snap out of it. You know, that doesn't work. They've got to find a way out of it themselves. And you've got to be supportive enough to be able to guide them into that space. You're sharing space. I'm sharing space. But I also know some people who are living by themselves and are sharing with nobody. 
Are there any things that you can, uh, any recommendations or any tips that you can give to people who uh, have been under lockdown for a good few weeks now and have not had any contact with anybody and they, they are not sharing their space? How do you cope with that? Well, that's that's a very difficult one. If if you're used to coping, or, or um, if you're used to sharing your space, we'll say um, people that have been isolated uh, directly as a result of COVID nineteen. Whether I know certainly here, some of our frontline staff have opted to stay away from their families, so they're away from their families for a couple of weeks, maybe longer, a month now, and I'm sure that's taking their toll on them big time. The best way to do it is to look inward and find your own. Uh, positivity and your own goals. And I, I would always tend to take time to reflect on positive events that had happened in the past. So if I want to cheer myself up, then I'll look towards something that happened a while ago that was really, really positive, And that floods me with positive hormones. And I really get back into that space and it lifts my spirits. And then future thoughts or, or immediate thoughts after that, while I might be missing them, and I would love to see them and hug them. I know that I'll have the opportunity to do that in the future. But right now, I'm getting that little lift, that little burst of positivity from memories that I've had. And I think it's a great time for people to reflect as well on on who they are. Because most of us just rush through life. And we really don't take time to look inwardly. We're all the time looking externally. And I'll touch on this in the next episode and and the last episode. But it's really all about um, taking time to look inwards, taking responsibility for ourselves. That's the big thing. Any final takeaways uh, for advice or tips um, for anybody that's that's sharing space in this moment? Uh, Maybe with families or with housemates, um, children, children. or just uh, relatives, who knows? Um, have you got any final tips, anything that you want to share? Well, I'd, I'd love to share. I have a little 15-second meditation, you know, that I that I really would like, like uh, people just to have a listen to and try and implement. I, I use this on a daily basis myself, and I find it works great. So the thing is that we, we're not going to be all the time in good form and up there and positive, and it's the little spaces where maybe we just need to pick ourselves up. And if we can spend less time in that negative emotional space and more time in the positive, then we'll be uh, much better off in the long run. So how do you move yourself from a negative space to a positive space? And what I use is this little 15 second meditation. So if we have time, I'd love to share it with you. It's, uh, it's very simple. All you need to do is just to focus on how you're feeling right now and then Just take three nice full deep breaths. Relaxing the shoulders down away from your ears. You can choose a word that's relevant to the state of mind that you would like to achieve. So if you're feeling stressed, then the opposite of that might be relax. You might want to be more focused. You might want to be more energized. You might want to be calm. You just pick the word. And then as you inhale deeply, you focus on your chosen word. And you start to repeat the word slowly. Get to the top of the inhale. Start to repeat the word on the exhale nice and slowly. And then just before you reach the end of your breath, pause. Stop breathing. And we give it about 15 seconds. And the idea is that as you suspend your breathing, you suspend your thoughts. 
and you're left with whatever is going on in your head and in your mind. So if we have one positive word and we suspend our breathing, we start to replay that positive word around the brain and then we start to feel it permeating down through the body. So we can repeat this four times and that would give us a 60 second meditation. And it's a very simple one. It doesn't take long. If you could do that again on a regular basis or if you're feeling a little down, just to try and snap yourself out before it goes too deeply in, I think that'll be a great help for people. Tony, thank you for sharing that meditation. I'm sure that will uh, have a positive effect on a, on a lot of people. And it, as, as you said, it's, it's 60 seconds that you can, you can do almost anywhere. Uh, which is fantastic. Our next episode, we'll be looking at nutrition. Am I correct? Yeah, that's right. Nutrition, uh, most important. We need to fuel the body and the mind. And we're going to look into a couple of things. I'm not going into recipes. That's not what this is about. But um, it's really important to bring it up to the fore and so that we can actually recognize how it affects our moods and our physical and mental energy as well. Don't forget to check out Quantum Flow Performance on Facebook, where Tony streams a free 20-minute Pilates class live each morning. Tony is also the author of Quantum Flow Running, and if you're interested in learning more about his book, you can visit quantumflowperformance.com. You've been listening to Your Body Under Lockdown.